Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. We've got Nicole Eaton, who is an intuitive therapist, two-time author, host of the Rock Your Comeback podcast, which I was on recently, and the creator of the Comeback Club. She has brought dynamic transformation to thousands of clients with her unique style that interweaves her experience as both a mental health counselor and an intuitive. Nicole has a passion for helping others break through blocks and reconnect with their personal power to completely transform their life, which is so my jam. So I know that we are going to go to epic spaces today. Nicole, welcome to the Full Out Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I know this just feels so aligned. I think this is such a great fit. This podcast is going to be epic. (laughs) It's going to be good. Get out your notes. Get ready to send to a friend. It's going to be so good. So Nicole, I like asking women when they come onto the podcast, What does it mean to you to live your life full out? For me, that would be just living unapologetically. I think growing up, I was very shy. And so I was very reserved in who I was and nobody really knew me because of it. I mean, I came out of high school and I just had so many people being like, oh, I thought you were just really stuck up or whatever, just because I was so quiet. So for me, it's been full out is being to fully express yourself in every area and every facet of your life and being unapologetic about it. Not giving a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. You, you can cuss. We cuss cool. here. Um, we're fully expressed here. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually curious because I know in your bio, you talk about being a therapist, but then you also say now that you're an intuitive therapist and I'm curious what that journey was and how that relates to being fully expressed or not. Ooh, are you ready to go on like a wild I'm ride? So okay. ready. <laughs> this is a fun story that I really haven't shared a ton. So you're in for it. Um, I became a mental health counselor because of, you know, I think everybody goes into mental health counseling because their family is like a hot mess a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we're all just curious, like, why is everybody a little crazy around me? Totally. So I had a lot of experiences and dynamics in my family that led me to want to know more about mental health counseling. And in the process of like, becoming a counselor and doing counseling, I was working in a traditional counseling setting for, oh man, probably three years. And I would get so in tune with people that I would just start to know information about them. And I was like, you must've told me that. Right. And they're like, I don't think I've told anybody that ever. And so it just kept happening and happening. And I was like, am I losing my mind? Like what is happening? What is this? I had no based on intuition, no knowledge of religion. Like I just, I didn't have any kind of spiritual anything in my person up until that point. And so it just kept happening to a point where it was profound. And I remember that the moment it really like sparked that this was something different is I had a client who had been kind of therapy hopping. Like she had been in a really hard space and we had a session and I just remember like having this download of information for her. And in that moment, I could see her whole person shift and she paid money to come back a month later just to say thank you and sit with me and read me a letter she wrote to me. And just, it was just that moment of like, what is this? Um, And so I started to learn and I started to dive into intuition again, totally foreign concept, something I had been curious about, but kind of passed off as woo woo. Right. And I ended up finding a psychic medium who taught intuition development. And so I went to train and I always say, it's like, I went to Hogwarts, right? (laughs) It's like this weird, wacky school that I didn't like with stuff I had just never encountered before. And I learned about intuition and I learned about energy and I learned about the impact of energy on mental health, actually, which was a huge saving grace for me personally and for my clients um, eventually. And I started to get like curious about like the universe and energy. I'm like, why am I able to be so accurate in reading this energy? And it was just unmistakable. Like the way my intuition showed up for me was just so undeniable. Like I couldn't have made it up. I, it was just factual after factual. And I watched the way it impacted people when we got to the core of their truth. And I think when we think about full out, right. And we think about our intuition and we think about truth in the expression of ourselves. like for me, that comes from your soul. Your soul is your intuition. Your intuition is your higher self. Your higher self connects with the universe and in your purest form, your fullest expression of yourself. Like for me, that's what that is, is being able to hone in on your deepest, truest, authentic self. 
that soul self and be honest with it. Cause I think most people who feel stuck in their life right now are disconnected from that or going through the motions or trying to control everything in their external environment are listening to other people's opinions over their own. And I think when you can really hone in on that soul space, that's your power, you know, that is your truest, most authentic self. Yes. Amen. Can I yeah. get another one? Amen. People in the back. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm curious. So as you started developing your intuition, and I, I have a, a similar journey as well, but as you started developing that, what allowed you to trust yourself? Because I know for some people, it's like, I'm getting these messages. I'm feeling these things, but like, am I crazy? Is that real? What's going on? Crazy? So I'm curious what your experience was in really trusting that piece. Um, I actually think it's very healthy to ask if you're crazy when you experience intuition for the first time. I think that's like a healthy thing to be like, what is this? What's going on? But one of the things that helped me tremendously is, is developing evidence for myself. I mean, our brain needs evidence to believe in anything. And so I literally had a note section on my phone of gut instincts, gut impulses, things that had to do with me, things that had to do with other people, feelings I had about something or someone. And I couldn't deny the proof that I had had these thoughts or feelings before because I had it all written down. And anytime anybody's like, I really feel like I'm an intuitive person, um, I always encourage them to create a little like gut instinct section in your phone and write down everything you feel, think, and don't judge it. Don't decide what it has to mean. Just jot it down and see what happens. So good. So good. We and I love, proof, you know, yeah, we do. And, and I talk with my clients and know you do too, like about data points. Like we need data points to prove this new story, or we need to open our awareness so that I can start creating that proof that my old story isn't actually serving me or it's not true and it's not real. And I love that you guide people back to their truth. I think that's why you and I are so in alignment because yes. I feel like we're on such similar missions here. And so I'm curious going from being that mental health counselor, was that in like a corporate setting? It was a not-for-profit. Yeah. And so when you decided to really hone in and learn and tap into this intuitive side of you, what did that transition look like in your business? And was that a challenge for you? Oh, it was a mess, Sam. <laughs> um, it was a mess. Okay. So when we're uncovering our truth, it's not always pretty. And I want to be really clear about that because a lot of people look at my journey and they're like, oh, wow, like she does this, this, and this. And she just seems like she's got it all together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure you experience the same thing. But the reality and the truth of it is, is that when you're starting to unlock new parts of yourself, like the shit around you starts falling apart. The relationships start fading. The, the things got like, I used to feel so home at that not-for-profit. Like I, I literally felt like I found my place. Like I was so happy there. And when I started to unlock my truth and started to dive into intuition, when I say like there was a new boss and she put in all these new weird rules and they cut our pay. And it was like, all of these external things around me that made me so uncomfortable that I didn't have much of a choice to change and to move. Um, and so I ended up talking with my supervisor at the time, actually. And I was like, I I'm just feeling like all this intuitive stuff. And I know I'm not going to be here long because when you know, you're in the middle of a transition, you have an internal knowing that the things in front of you are limited, even if you like them or, or they're safe or you're scared, like you have a knowing. And I think the, that's one of the beautiful things about our truth is it never disappears. We just ignore it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so I actually ended up, uh, starting a business called clarity and it started it with my supervisor who also was learning her intuition at the time. And we had this one room, tiny ass office in the way back of this really old building. And we shared this one room. It had no windows. It didn't have a waiting room. It was like the beginner of beginning offices. Right. And that's where we started switching over. And, you know, I'm somebody who is all in when I decide, like my biggest battle in my life is deciding. But once I decide, I'm just like diving head first, I'm free falling and I'm going for it. So I went straight from that, putting in my two weeks notice to that tiny little office and the universe supported me in it. And it was a really beautiful thing. 
was hard to leave the safe space. Um, I'm from a really small town. So in the small town, it's like, if you make $40,000 a year, you're, you're fantastic. You're set for life. You want a job that has a 401k. You want all that stability and safety. I remember somebody literally looked at me when I told them I was opening a business and they're like, well, what if you get cancer? And I was like, because I don't have health insurance anymore. You know, it was like these wild, scary, you know, because when you start to make changes, people will project their fears onto you. You said so many things in there, but starting at the end, this, when you start to make changes, when you start to listen to your truth, you're going to get resistance. And I, I don't necessarily believe that the universe tests you. Like I really don't, but I do feel like there is this energy of like, how committed are you to yourself and your truth versus how committed to you, to your limiting beliefs or your fears are you? And I feel like we have this moment of, I'm more committed to possibility and what my gut and my heart and my soul is telling me versus this resistance that's coming up. And I know yeah. for me, I mean, even just the thought to the idea as a kid to want to be a professional dancer, I got my mom was amazing. It was like, go ahead, honey, you could do anything. But I had a lot of uh, feedback around, well, how are you going to make money? Well, how are you going to do this? Well, what are you going to do? You got to marry a rich husband, like all of these crazy things. Um, And I really feel like that was an opportunity for me to lean in and say like, no, my truth is actually, I'm going to be a dancer and I'll figure it out. Um, But then you also mentioned during the the transition and the hard times. And I, I remember in going through my divorce, it there were a lot of those fears that were projected onto me a lot. And like women that were not happy with their relationships, giving me advice to stay and to figure certain things out. And I was like, Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. And I love actually when someone challenges me, because then I get really clear with what is my truth. And I think that sometimes we get mad at those people. Like I remember definitely my immediate reaction was anger and I was triggered, but it made it so clear what I was aligned with and what I wasn't. Um, so I love that you bring that up. Yeah. I think when we, you know, the world is our mirror, (laughs) you know, um, and you know, one of the things that was hard was when I started to do this intuitive work. And again, it was so foreign to me. Like I wasn't doing this because somebody else told me to, I was doing it because I didn't have a choice. Like it was who I was. And I remember when I started to talk about intuition openly and I started to talk about spirituality and the universe and people were like, what is wrong with you? Like I had friends like completely cut me out. You're doing the devil's work. I mean, it was really harsh things. And, and I was so conflicted inside of myself of like, am I doing the right thing? Like, should I just conform and go back to like the person that everybody loved and, and it wasn't weird. And I didn't have to deal with any of that, like resistance of people. And I'll tell you the big difference, you know, I was thinking about this other day, the big difference in that I don't encounter that anymore is probably because I own it and embrace it. And there is literally nothing that anybody could say that I would be like, oh, maybe like, maybe that's true about me. I'm just so solid in who I am. And it took me a good four or five years to get here. I'm not going to bullshit you. It wasn't like a, oh, overnight. Yes, this is who I am. It was a lot of hardship, but the world is our mirror. So if you have doubts within yourself and you're experiencing that external doubts coming at you, the best way to get rid of that is to come back within and ask yourself, like, what do I believe about me? What are my insecurities that's getting bumped up against? And how do I strengthen those or form new thoughts around those that feel better and feel more aligned? Yes, 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 yes. You also said something earlier about your truth, that it never disappears. You just ignore it. And Mm -hmm. I think that is just brilliant and so freaking powerful. So for the listener who is like, okay, Nicole, I want to discover my truth. I want to be able to trust my intuition. I want to tap into this deeper level of really trusting myself. Where do I start? What do I do? What do you tell them? You have to take time for it. Um, you know, when I, when I started this, I mean, I, I was at a really bad place in my life. Um, I had kids really young. I got married when I was 19. I had my daughter when I was 20. Um, and I, it wasn't a, you know, it was a happy surprise from the universe, but it was a big adjustment and we were not financially equipped to do that. I moved out when I was 17, so I didn't have help. I didn't have financial assistance. Like, so it was like, you know, a really 
busy, crazy, desperate, bad time where I was trying to keep the lights on and trying to finish my master's degree and trying to raise a baby while I'm watching all my friends party and have a good time. And I was so busy externally with all the things around me and trying to control it all and try to keep it all together that I lost all of the internal stuff. I lost who I was. I just couldn't even get touched. So the first step to really coming back to yourself is creating time. And that's really hard when you have little kids. It's so hard when you have little kids. So that might mean like sitting in your car for 10 minutes with no sound on and just putting your hand over your heart and taking a deep breath in and asking where you're at that day. The more we pay attention to our internal world, the more we are creators of our environment rather than responders or controllers of our environment. So that's where our power lies is just taking any amount of time that you can grasp, that you can hold on to, that's just for you and using it to just tune back in. I love journal prompts. I'm um, opening up a, a online membership that's got weekly journal prompts because I think just checking in like, what color is my favorite color anymore? Like, you know, I, I went from being 19 to being a mother of two and having a master's degree and like being a full grown adult without ever having the thoughts around like, who am I now? And the cool part is if you don't know the answer to that question, you get to create, you get to design, you get to play, you get to dive into pieces of yourself and see what's there. Um, but you have to create time. I'm big on meditation, but meditation isn't for everybody right off the bat. So that's another great way to create time. But I'll tell you one of the things that I do love is that I love listening to inspiring podcasts. I love listening to YouTube videos. I always have resources on my Instagram, on my, you know, on my um, membership. Like I love other people's ideas and thoughts because it breaks me out of my own neural patterns of ways I think things have to be or go. And I think that even if you're just spending time, if you're playing with the kids and you've got something in the background that feels inspiring, that starts to break things open for you. Curiosity is the entryway to just about everything, right? And so if we can get curious about what's possible, if we can even just listen to other people's possibilities, if we can create 10 minutes and just check in with ourselves, if we can answer a journal prompt about, hmm, you know, how do I ultimately want to feel? Not how am I feeling right now? Or maybe it is, you know, maybe that is just the start where you check in and how I'm feeling right now. But we can do all of these massive, major life changes and explorations in really tiny, subtle ways. And that's my favorite part about personal growth is it doesn't have to be you, you, you know, leave your marriage or you get rid of the job you've had for 20 years. That isn't where it has to start. It can start in here. It can start up here in your head and in your heart. And I think that those are really powerful little small changes that make a massive compounding impact. Hot damn, girl. Yes. We're here for it today. Yes. I mean, we are in it. We're in the vortex. It's so good. You said something about financial breakthroughs. And I'm actually curious. I had no idea we were going to even go there, but being that young version of you working mm. through masters, having these babies, like figuring it out in your small town where 40 K a year is like the typical, well done. You got a 401 K. Yeah. How did you break through your financial barriers? Mm. It took a while. Um, it took a while. And what I'll tell you is that I had to really ask myself where those beliefs came from and if they were true. And I also had to give myself evidence and proof of people who were living life that I wanted to live. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that I've realized that money specifically is an energy and not a situation. It's not like the cool thing that if I look back, even in my pits of despair, Sam, I was always supported. I was always supported. Even when it was like the lights are going off now, there would be like a random amount of a check that came in the mail from something that wasn't like, I've always been supported. And I'll remind anybody listening who's in a tough financial situation, because I'll tell you that's like pits of despair. That's rough. I'm so sorry you're going through that, but you will always be supported. And I hope you believe that. And I hope you invite that opportunity in. 
but I also had to reprogram how I felt about money. You know, for me, money was a bad thing. We never had enough. It was a programming of stories and limiting beliefs that there wasn't enough to go around. There wasn't any more coming in. And one of the ways that I kind of cracked that open is through manifestation, through learning the secret, right? Okay. So this was my first introduction. And the secret is like a, you know, a very base level manifestation book, but it was enough to get me started because it, I remember the first little bit, and I wrote about this in my book, the first little like thing was like, you know, what if you expected checks in the mail? And that's one of my favorite things is what if, okay? If you can place what if in your vocabulary at any point in the day, any area you're feeling stuck, it'll help you out. But what if I expected checks in the mail? And part of me was like, bitch, who's going to mail you checks? Nobody, nobody's trying to mail you checks. But I was so desperate, Sam. I was like, okay, what if this works? What if it happens for me? And I remember we were really behind on our mortgage and I just kind of posed that. And I, I don't even think I looked at it again. I think I was just like, Hey, what if like, what if checks, I'm just like going to think about checks coming in the mail and I'm just going to let it go. And three weeks later, I ended up getting a check that was an audit from a retail store I had worked at when I was like 17 years old. And it was for like six or $700. Like it was substantial for the time. And it was enough to get the like rest of the mortgage caught up. And I just had this light bulb green light as Matthew McConaughey says moment that was like, well, shit, (laughs) if I can do checks, I'm wondering what else is there. And so for me, it was like a curiosity that broke open this what if mentality and opened this. And now like for me, my base belief in something I've written for years. And one of the big techniques I'll talk about maybe in a minute is manifestation journaling, which I do still daily. But um, I just started to say, okay, well, what if every time I put something out, it came back in, you know, what if everything I put out comes back to me and it started to, and I started to see not only this with finances and money, but also opportunities. So like something as simple as my oldest was in a paid daycare and we had put her on a waiting list for like a free pre-K program. And I started doing this work and I'm like, okay, everything comes back. Everything comes back. Everything I put out every, I can feel safe putting out, putting out these bills because I, I do believe it'll come back to me or I'm willing to believe, willing to believe, right. It'll come back to me. And I remember I got a call like you know, after I started to really intentionally do this work that she was accepted and off the wait list for this free, free pre-K program. So it was like, my husband started to get, you know, promotions or job increases. I started to get more clients. Like it was all working together in an energy of supporting and being supported. And I think that that's the hard thing is when you're stuck in that mentality, if there's not enough to go around or everything that I, you know, put out just goes away and I never see it again you deny yourself the energy of the universe supporting you. And I believe if you're willing, willing, and I I use this word a lot, if you're willing to be open to believing that you can be supported, that you can start to just think about, hmm, I'm, I'm wondering what it would feel like to have a little bit more in my life. What would a little bit more look like? What would it feel like? What would I do differently if I wasn't focused on money? What would I focus my energy on? Because sometimes even if we can't manifest the thing we really, really want, if we pull our negative energy away from it long enough to do something we love, we amplify our ability to be a magnetic force for better things for that area anyway. So a lot of times we think if something's going bad, we have to focus and focus and focus on it. But what I'm saying is if you can find joy in any other area of your life temporarily, it'll help alleviate the chaos in that part of your life too. And I'm a firm believer in that is that our energy is just as important as our thoughts and that we can't manifest and then sit and bitch all day about the things going wrong in our life or sit and worry the rest of the night about the hospital bill or the, or the car part or whatever it is, but it takes some time. And I think we want things to be instant. And when they're not, we start doubting. And so I'll say, you know, tell people like, this isn't a miracle drug. It's a undoing of belief systems that have been established for a long time. So it's okay if you don't believe in it, but your willingness to be open to it it's a game changer. Mic drop. Okay. I have two questions. Yeah. I want to come, I want to get to the, I want to hear the manifestation practice, mm-hmm. but I also am curious because you mentioned that your husband also started experiencing growth and expansion here. Yeah. And I have a lot of women that are like, okay, I'm doing the work, but my partner isn't, or my partner thinks I'm crazy or 
whatever that <clears> might be, like they don't feel in sync. And I would love to know how you guide women who are on their journey, who are committed to their growth, and yet their partners aren't quite there, don't fully believe it. Well, how do you support them? You are never going to make somebody believe something they're not ready to believe, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, one of the things that was really important to me and really important to a lot of clients who are in that situation is that you don't share it, you show it. And I really, really believe that when we start living in alignment and we start creating magic in our own world, people are like, what are you doing? Like they'll notice and they want to know, they want in. So even if you're with a spouse or partner who is like, I don't know what that woo-woo shit is, but I want nothing to do with it. Keep it to yourself. Actually do keep it to yourself. Find people like us. Talk, send me DMs. I love stories of manifestation. Like don't pour any energy into people who are doubtful and don't share your manifestations with people who are going to pour doubt into you or pour negative energy against you. Um, you know, sometimes too, I've found that women who start to manifest incredible things for themselves do outgrow situations or partners who aren't on that level. That's an opportunity too to consider that what's in alignment for you. And I think that's the most important thing to prioritize is what's in alignment for you. But I would say, yeah, don't, don't share it. If that person's not ready, they're not ready. And that's okay. Cause maybe five years ago you weren't ready and that was okay yes. too, you know? Yeah. So just do the work. People notice when you do the work, people notice when you live authentically in your truth and you're doing the things that you want them to do. If you want love, you show love. If you want manifesting, you manifest, but if it's not safe and supportive, keep it to yourself because we don't need anybody else's doubts and negative energy up in here. <laughs> mm, yeah. And, you know, I did have a teacher tell me once too that you can, there's a fine line between controlling and setting an intention. And she's like, you can't control anyone. Like, correct. Like, I know that, but my natural go-to is to want to control. Control yeah. equals safety to me, right? And yeah. so instead I started focusing the intention on what was going to be in the highest good for both of us yep. and then releasing the attachment to what that looks like. And I think detachment is so important and so powerful because if we're so attached to what we think the outcome is going to look like, then we don't leave space for it to be even better and bigger and more miraculous and amazing. And so yeah. that, that really interesting piece of being committed, but unattached setting the intention, but letting go. It's that, that fine line of the being and the doing it's the, I'm, I'm calling this in. And then I'm also going to take aligned action, but I'm not going to squeeze it and strangle it so that it doesn't have space to come into my life. So oh, I love absolutely. That. You know, you only know what you know. And mm -hmm. so you're only typically manifesting about the things you're aware of, and that eliminates a world of possibilities and the bigger blueprint of your life. And so I always make sure that I do a couple things. I, I always usually say, you know, if I really want something, if it's like something really like I'm diehard about, I'm like, okay, give me this or something better. And that way, that intention alone, it helps me that if that opportunity does not come through, I know there's something better coming. So I don't even have to mourn it. I don't have to be bummed about it. I actually can just say, okay, show me what you got for me. Cause that's what I thought it was. And it, it just allows me to loosen up the grip because I do think mm -hmm. a lot of people try to manifest with the intention of controlling. If you're in control, you're in desperation and you're in lack and you are not in an energy that you are going to pull anything you really, really want in and control also means you're not coming inside. You're grasping at everything externally. So that's another really good cue and red flag, I guess we'll say if you're controlling your environment to come check back in get in touch with whatever you believe in universe, God, whatever, whatever your highest self and tune in that way and just invite the opportunity for you to be shown. Like I'm, you know, it's so funny that this work with intuition led me down a whole path of like, I used to joke about, you know, things within spirituality. I had really harsh encounters with religion growing up. So I didn't have a religious space and I just thought everybody was crazy. I mean, I told, I had a grown ass adult when I was nine, tell me I was going to hell because I didn't go to church, you know? So like, if somebody would have told me like 12 years ago, you're going to teach on the universe and spirituality, I would have been like, you're batshit crazy. You've lost your mind. But the thing for me, again, going back to even the intuition is the proof. It's the proof. Like I have so much proof that this works, that the universe exists, that intuition is real, that energy is real, that nobody could talk me out of it. You could try, but good luck to you. Cause I am 
I'm solid in that belief and I don't know if anything would ever change it. We have so many similarities. It's really wild because I I also had a lot of manipulation with religion growing up as a child, like a lot. So much that I I was like, I don't think I believe in anything. Like I always felt there was a higher power, but I was so anti everything and anything religion. Like it triggered the fuck out of me actually. And, and I also think it's hilarious now that I'm talking about God source spirit and I'm so tapped in. Let's go baby girls. Like we're doing it. Yep. (laughs) Lean back and trust the universe. It's just funny to me. And it takes practice to really like, um, I actually tell this story, this one story in my book about, um, get, I got lost in the Adirondack mountains by myself. And that was like the moment for me that I started to believe in the universe. Actually, do you have time for a quick story? Yeah, girl, let's do okay. it. So I I was finishing up my first book. I went to Vermont and I just felt this like intuition to go hike this mountain, right? Um, in the Adirondacks, it was on my way back. I'm like, I'm not a like well-versed hiker. I just like to, you know, go play out in the woods and stuff. So this was like a big deal. This is like 11 mile hike. Okay. And so I felt confident. I was like, I got my bug spray. I've got like, you know, a compass and, and it was like middle of May black fly season. So there was like nobody out, right. I'm just walking through this, this, uh, trail and it had rained really hard the night before. There were also like, I just remember like Instagramming the night before of this, like peak and it had bear all over it, like just from the day before. Right. So I'm already like a little nervous and petrified and I'm like, okay, you know, the universe wouldn't guide me to the mountains to like have bears eat me. Right. Like that's not a thing that's happening, but so I'm trying to find this trail and because it had rained so hard the night before it was like, just, you couldn't tell where the trail was. Like a bunch of trees had been knocked down. And like the next thing I know, I'm just lost on the side of the mountain. I had been hiking for two and a half hours, had not seen or heard another human. And I was by myself and I had no cell phone service. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to like retrace my steps. And I try, I try to retrace my steps, but I'm getting nowhere. And I just break the fuck down. I'm like, I'm dying here. Like, this is what it is. Like, I guess like this is what's happening. And I just remember this moment where I looked up and I was like, now is a great time to help me believe in you. Like now is the perfect time. And within seconds of me saying that I heard voices, like I heard these voices coming from these elderly women who were hiking. They were like 85. They were the coolest people to date that I've ever met. And I followed their voice back onto the trail. And I was like, they're like, where are you heading? And I was like, oh, I'm going to Indian head trail. And they're like, oh, we're going there too. If you want to hike with us. So I hiked and talked with them. And it was like, I have like chills talking about it because it was just such a profound moment. And And I think that when I first started connecting with the universe, I used it in desperation in moments like that. I used it when I was at rock bottom and what I like encourage anybody who's listening, if you're new or trying to tap into that variation of you, that higher self version of you, that God version of you, that if you can invite the universe into the things that are throughout the day, how you start your day, who you are through the day, what you bring to your work, what you bring to your conversations that is so much more powerful and will help you live in so much more alignment than only using prayer intention and all of these tools in the desperation of the moments where you're at your darkest and it's, a, you know, at the scariest. Like that was the day I was just like, okay, yep, I heard you. I see you. I know it. And the conversations with those women were the most empowering conversations and they were conversations that I needed to have at those time. And I just felt like if there's angels, they were those, you know? Yeah. Wow. 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 Thank you for sharing that story. It's beautiful and awesome and amazing. So good. Such a good reminder. It was such a good reminder. And I think back to that moment a lot because I, I think when we talk about the universe and, you know, we talk about it in, in ways of manifesting or trusting it, but getting to know it, inviting Mm -hmm. it in, inviting it into the moments, the way you speak, the way you talk to yourself, the way you have, you know, conversations and connections with your kids, with your partners, with your spouse, like those to me are like the sacred spaces that we should be bringing those, that light into and bringing that higher intention into. And it's so again, funny that I would be saying this like 12 years ago, I would have never, but like, again, there's proof for me in this. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I want to make sure that we get to your books because this is what this summer is about for you. And I'm so pumped to have you share a little bit more. So you had your first book, which was rock your soul. And now your second book is coming out in August, rock your comeback. 
what, what can people expect in your book? And do we need to read the first one before we read the rock your comeback? No, you don't have to, but you but should like go buy it. And because you should. It's good. Okay. Um, it's good. It, it, it really, so rock your soul. The first book is about, uh, the down to earth guide to, re, to, um, mastering your mind. And it really is all about your thoughts, why your thoughts work, the excuses we make. And it really hammers in that idea. It's a very, very quick read. Um, most people read it in like three hours, four hours. Like it's a very short read, but it's jam packed with good nuggets of wisdom. But Rock Your Comeback is like, it's a little bit of a passion, passion project. I've been working on this book for about four years. And I was like, how do I put all of these things? And so remember me saying earlier, right, is how do I share intuition and energy and manifestation in the universe with people when I'm not 100% rock solid? in, in myself when I'm sharing it, when I, when I feel insecure. So it has taken me, you know, a good amount of time to really be able to express it in words that make sense to me that I am just so deeply passionate about and wholeheartedly believe in. So rock your comeback really takes you through your entire healing journey. So whether you're in a black hole moment, which means you're stuck in a space where you don't even know how to get out of, or you're just really uncomfortable and you know, something's got to change, but you're scared or you're not sure how this is like the book for you, because it takes you through the, um, you know, the process of alchemizing that black hole, getting out of that space, getting back to the basics. And then we kind of take a, a tour into the undoing. Like, how do we undo these beliefs that we've had? How do we, how do we recognize what we thought was normal, maybe wasn't really normal. Uh, how do we look at the people around us and set boundaries and make sure we're not self-abandoning? Um, how do we change our minds and how do we recognize the power of our minds? How do we tap into our intuition and understand the ways the universe is supporting us and the energy around us? And if we're really sensitive to energy, what do we do? Um, and last but not least, like the manifestation part is, is the creme de la creme, you know, it's the, it's the cherry on top of really combining these ideas of why it works. Um, not in a woo woo way, but in like a powerful, like you're powerful, your connection with the universe is powerful. Your thoughts are powerful and we can merge them all together to create one hell of a life for you. Mic drop, mic drop. Yeah. Well, speaking of manifestation, I know earlier you talked about this manifestation practice that yeah. you love. Are you open to sharing that? Oh my God, I would love to. Um, this is something I've done every day for over a decade. So this is what I say is responsible for the way my mind is now. Um, and just my life in general, like if I could turn my computer around and show you like my backyard as I have like this waterfall, uh, you I don't know, just, this is a life I never thought I could live. And this is the practice. Okay. So write this down. Um, I write a letter. I write a thank you letter to the universe every morning. Um, I write a thank you letter as though the person I want to become is already the case. Um, the places I feel stuck, I, I write for help with the willingness to believe it. Um, and I write for the types of relationships I want to have. Uh, I write for the opportunities I want to invite in. I write for um, my faith and my belief in myself. And so every single day I sit down with a special notebook, a pen and paper, and I connect with the universe because I'm sitting there writing to the universe. And I'm going to tell you a cheat code. I do this with binaural beats in my ears. If you go on YouTube and you Google binaural beats or theta waves, like I like to have that going because it helps sync the brain up with what I'm doing. Um, so it helps me plug into the universe every single day. I start off my day with like, yes, I'm thankful that I'm here, that I'm connected to you. Um, and then I just write it as though it is the case. And our brain does not know the difference between what is past, present, or future. And we can manipulate it at any given time. And the other thing this does is the more you revisit these ideas, the more they become your truths, the more they become your regular thoughts. And so, you know, when I first started this practice, like I didn't believe in myself. I actually wrote an email yesterday to all my, you know, people on my email list. I was like, I used to be my biggest hater. I used to be my biggest doubter. I used to be the biggest person rooting against me, but I set out the intention every day. I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more confident every day. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to feel more in my power. I'm so grateful to make strong choices uh, that are coming from my heart space. I'm so thankful to be like 
fully authentically myself, full out. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that are coming for me to share my wisdom and my voice and my knowledge with people who need it. I'm so grateful for, you know, stepping into the fullest expression of myself so that I feel good all the time and can show people that it's possible for them to as well. Like I sit with that energy every single morning. And let me tell you that it creates those new neural pathways that are going to become your subconscious programming, your default thoughts. And it helps you connect with your gratitude every morning. Like there's no way this practice has any, like, I don't know. I just can't even think of a downside. Like it's, it's just such a good momentum builder for your life and for your experience that I would recommend anybody try it, play it out. Plus the added benefit is that if you sit and you actually physically write it, I mean, I'm like, traditional notebook kind of girl. Um, if you write in cursive, it helps your right brain and your left brain sync up. And for me, that's when I get my best ideas. So that's what we call inspired action. So it's not just the thoughts that matter, but what's the next right thing to do. And so I actually, um, started to do some writing earlier and then I had to stop and like email somebody that I was like trying to connect with a while ago. So it all works together, but yeah, if I could give you one thing that changed my entire life, it's that. Oh, that was, that was pure gold. So Nicole, I know that there's going to be someone listening. That's like, that's cool. But what if I don't believe it? Like, do I still write these things? Even if I don't believe it yet, or do I have to be fully there where I know it's possible and I believe it and I want it. Is it okay to write this if I'm still doubting myself? Yeah, that's a great question. If you're willing to believe something. Okay. So I like stair step manifestations rather than the opposite manifesting, you know, so you might not be able to go from feeling really insecure to feeling really confident, but are you willing to believe you can be a little bit more confident? Are you, are you willing to believe that you can feel a little bit better every single day? Are you willing to believe that something really great could potentially happen to you this week? Like we don't have to go from zero to 60. And actually, I think that's where people get messed up, you know, is that they try to be like, oh, I'm just, I'm super depressed. I'm going to say that I'm happy. Your brain is going to call bullshit. It's going to, it's going to see, oh, that's an outlier. That has nothing to do with you. And so it will never integrate the point of manifestations and affirmation theory in general is that we have to begin to spark a feeling or a thought around it. We have to begin to spark that energy inside of us that says, hmm, (laughs) what if, is that possible for me? So one of my favorite phrasing ways to do that is I'm open and willing to believe this can get better for me. I'm open and willing to believe something really great can happen. I'm open and willing to believe that there can be a better relationship or better opportunity or better job as long as you're open and willing to believe you don't have to go a hundred, you know, miles ahead. You don't have to believe you're going to win the lottery. You only have to believe that 10 more dollars can come to your existence today. And then you can grow that right. Then when you start to say, Oh, Hmm, there's something there. Then you can grow that. You just, we have to work with our brains because they're wild little creatures and, you know, we have to tame them, but, um, and we have to work with them instead of against them. They're not bad. They, they have the things they do because they've had to, you know, so our power is in stair-stepping our beliefs and being open and being curious and posing what if questions, because that helps shake up and break up that neural pathway too. I'm such a fan of, I, I say that. I encourage my clients to be the the curious witness, the curious bystander. Like, can we witness our thoughts? Can we witness our patterning? Can we witness our go-tos without judgment, without making it right or wrong? Can we simply go, oh, wow, look at that. Like, can I be curious about that? And from there, we, we come with a bit of neutrality that will then allow forward motion, right. Versus going immediately into that, making it right or making it wrong. And I love the, the, you call it a stair, a stair stepper. I always call yeah. it a ladder, like the ladder affirmation. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's a stair stepper. Like, yes. Okay. My gym girl. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, love I love it. And, and I always, I also, you know, with a lot of clients that are moving through the shit, like, can we celebrate that? Because there's always an opportunity to learn something. There's an opportunity for a shift. There's an opportunity for new insight. And I love what you said about not going from I'm depressed to I'm happy or I'm sad to I'm excited, but can we find neutral? And in dance, like, I don't know. Did you ever dance growing up? No, I do aerial silks. Oh, I'm not as okay. fun. <laughs> but you know what? No, I, I wonder if this is true for you too, but in dance, it's like you have 
that those like in-between positions that you can do anything from like in dance it's fifth position. I wonder if Ariel, it's like this neutral place. And from there you can flip from there. You can jump from there. You can turn. But if we're always able to find what that neutral is, then it's easier to move from that place. Like it is your home base, like fifth position in dance. That is your home base. And so it's like, can we get back to home base, which might be neutral for a lot of people until you start to raise your vibration to, okay, my home base is actually vibrating at this level. And then we start to work there, but especially when we're going through the dark stuff and the challenging stuff, it's like, can I get back to that neutral? Because from there, anything is possible. Yes. This is so important is like, you can't fight yourself on any of this. You have to hold compassion. You have to meet yourself with in kindness, with kindness, like you would your best friend. And, um, in my book, I go through like, just getting back to the basics. Like if I'm off, I need sleep. I'm a sleep girl. I need a full eight hours. And I need to maybe put some uh, hypnosis on while I go to sleep. Like the important thing is that it's not that you're never going to have a bad day or get in a bad mood or be in a hard situation. It's that you trust yourself enough to know the steps to get out of it. And like finding a neutral space through going back to the basics, eating cleaner, uh, getting enough sleep, getting a lot of water in, like giving your chance for your brain to work optimally. And then just sometimes even calling it a day and starting again tomorrow, like those things are all okay. It's not that we have to live perfectly or always be happy. Like I'm not always happy. Ask my husband, you know what I mean? But like, but I am a whole different human than I used to be in the best way possible. You know? Yes. Yes. Sometimes I think that my like former career as like a fitness and nutrition expert supporting people with, with all the food stuff, all the fitness stuff, I really feel like it was part of the building blocks for where I am today because those things are integral in in experiencing happiness and creating the life you desire. Like I 1000% believe in sleep. I believe in feeding yourself that high energy, high vibration food. That's going to support the brain in working the way that it needs to. It's so much more than, you know, back then for me, it was like weight loss or having abs or, you know, whatever those kind of, um, I want to say superficial because I do think that they are rooted in a lot of self-esteem things, but that like, fluffier area versus the deeper stuff. And I really feel like that was one of the doorways for me to come in and step into this work. And it is so important. It's so important. I'm so glad you, you touched on that. So I want people to know where they can pre-order your book. And I also am curious, so we'll get to that, but I'm curious, is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you're like, the listener needs to hear this thing, or I wish someone would ask me about this. Is there anything that's like being asked to, to come through? No matter where you are in your life, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happened in the past, you have every present moment to do something different and to create something new. I just think of, you know, finding out I'm pregnant at 20 years old and and just having professors tell me that I should drop their classes and, you know, just having this experience of like thinking that my life is done, you know, like everything I wanted, everything I dreamed for is gone and I can't get to it. And I wish I could go back and tell her this is, this is this beginning because disruption is the invitation for a better life. Disruption unlocks pieces of you that you didn't know you had so that you can actually step into your purpose and get on purpose. So no matter where you are in your life, in your journey, it's possible and absolutely realistic that you can have better, feel better and have a life that is a better reflection of that internal space. There's nobody who's lost out there. And I, and I will, I just will die on that hill. Like you, I will help you I'll hold your hand. We'll walk through it together. Um, hopefully that book, uh, will help you guide your way to your personal comeback, which you can find at nicoleeaton.com. And I'm also, uh, opening up a membership called the comeback club. So Something really important to me, obviously, based on my financial history, is that I make things that are accessible for everybody. So I used to make trainings that were hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and um, I decided to put them all in one spot. So probably 20 hours of trainings. Um, 
and it's called the Comeback Club. It's a little sacred space in my corner of the universe that we can support each other, manifest together, dream together. We have weekly journal prompts, a new brand new training uh, every month and a live Q&A with me. So if you have issues or questions or things going on or areas that you're stuck on that we can talk about it together. So that's also opening right up to and should be open by the time you guys hear this, which you can also find on NicoleEaton.com. It's only $22 a month because again, I am so passionate about making sure that people feel like they can be supported and grow and find community because community from like me personally has been the most important feature to my growth is having people around me, cheering me on, telling me I've got this here. Here's a weekly journal prompt so that you can come back in and like really decide what you want and really connect with that inner space. So you can live fallout too. Oh, delicious. So good. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to check out your website and then where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah. So NicoleEaton.xo on Instagram and TikTok. I'm a little bit of everywhere. So if you look for me, you'll find me, but yes, be like, let me know what you think about this podcast. Shoot me a DM, like ask me questions. I love connecting with people and I love just creating community in that space. Yeah. I mean, and it's so funny because when, when I have someone that will like tag a, a podcast episode or share a piece of it. And I like, will send a voice note back or talk to people like, Oh my God, I can't believe you respond. Yes. We yeah. respond. Nicole and I Everything. will respond to you. We love chatting in the DMS. Like we want to know what's resonating. We want to know what you want more of. And, um, yeah, we just appreciate sharing, um, you know, sending to friends, posting it on, on social media because every woman needs to hear this message. Like, I don't yeah. care how successful, not successful in between. Like, it does not matter where you are. There is always that next level. And that's what I know you and I are so committed to is bringing women back to themselves so that they can create the life, the lives that they desire. So Nicole, is there anything else you want to add? Final few thoughts. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you and for like a space to hold these conversations because Yeah. I, again, I always think of like who I used to be and what, what would she need? And she would need this conversation. And so thank you for living in your truth and living in your alignment for people to hear that, for people to resonate and, and have a place where they know they're not alone and their, their thoughts and their feelings and their hard times and their low points. And I just, I'm so thankful for you. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I think that's the thing is I know I keep going to wrap this up, but I think that's the thing is that when, when you're on your journey and then someone finds you, like someone comes into your world, they find you on Instagram, they find the podcast and they're like, Oh, Nicole or Sam, like you guys, you don't understand where I'm at. You don't understand. Like you've got it all quote unquote all together. And the truth is, is that we've each gone through our fires and our breakdowns and our, you know, Our, our dark moments. And it's because of that, that we stand for women rising and doing this work because we know what's possible. So yeah. thank you so much. I receive, and it has been an honor and a joy to dive in with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been the best. Thank you. I couldn't have asked for a better conversation today. Amazing. You guys go check out her book, rock your comeback on nicoleeaton.com. And we'll make sure that we put the links below so you can pre-order, you can jump into the membership, you can follow her. And with that, I'm going to send you on, have an amazing day. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.